It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Have you ever been craving a nice bottle of red wine but had no way to get it? Have you ever woken up in the morning wanting a breakfast burrito, but you have to get ready for work and you don't have time to pick one up? Well, now there's a solution. Just Postmate it. Postmates is your personal delivery service for food, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery you need all year round. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all of the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers that you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. Postmates deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free and then begin to browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code Locked On. Again, that's code Locked On for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And to get this show every day, I need you to subscribe to Locked On Mets wherever you get your podcasts. Google, Apple, Spotify, Himalaya. Also, don't forget when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Mets. Now, on today's show, I'm going to do my second part of the hindsight offseason. Yesterday, I took you through some of the things I would have done differently had I been the Mets general manager coming into the 2019 season. On today's show, I'm going to spend in free agency to fill out the roster in the first half of the podcast. Then later on in the show, talk about what this Mets roster could have looked like and how that might have factored differently when it comes to the standings. Before we get to any of that though, I'm your host Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, Check me out on Twitter at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets at MetsmerizedOnline.com, a great site for you to check out. 
covering all things New York Mets. The postseason is brought to you by Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter the promo code POSTSEASON at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Alright, so if you missed yesterday's show, basically the main things that I talked about was I thought that the Mets should have hung on to Wilmer Flores as opposed to cutting him when it came time for free agency. And I think they should have instead cut Travis Darno. And the biggest thing that I thought the Mets should have done differently is instead of sending that package of prospects to the Seattle Mariners to get Edwin Diaz and Robinson Cano, the Mets should have made that same trade, but for the catcher JT Real Muto. So basically, where I left off, the Mets would no longer have Jerry's Familia. They also would not have made the decision to sign Jed Lowry or Wilson Ramos. And they would not have made the trade for Robinson Cano or Edwin Diaz. And instead they have Flores and Real Muto on the roster. And that left them with $20 million of money to play with in free agency. So how I would spend that money first and foremost is target the best relief pitcher on the market. And that was Adam Adovino. Now, he ended up signing a three-year, $27 million deal with the Yankees, but someone that grew up in New York and has talked about wanting to pitch for the Yankees before, he might have taken a little bit of a discount to get that deal done. But if the Mets, another team in New York who had made some blockbuster trade for JT Real Muto, had come to him with an offer a little bit more steep, I put it at three years, $33 million, an extra average of $2 million a year, also with the situation that he would be guaranteed to close, I think Adovino would have taken the Mets' offer. So the way I structured this deal is similar to the way the Mets structured Jerry's Familia's contract. I would pay Adovino $9 million in the first year and $12 million in the next two. That way I can preserve $11 million of my budget to spend in free agency. And Adovino pitched very well this year for the Yankees. He pitched to a 1-9-0 ERA with 88 strikeouts in just 66 and a third innings pitched. So he was as dominant as they come. Now, another reliever that I might have targeted is Sergio Romo. This was a guy that signed in the middle of February, so he was out there for a pretty good amount of time. And he signed with the bottom feeder Marlins. I know they had a great relationship back and forth. That worked very well for both sides, but if a contending team like the Mets came and matched the Marlins' offer of one year for $2.5 million, Romo probably would have taken it. And if you look throughout his career, Romo has a ton of postseason experience coming up with the Giants. A consistent reliever. I think his ERA was just over 4 in 2018, but he ended up bouncing back and pitching to a 3-4-3 ERA with the Marlins and the Twins as he was traded at the deadline, and he picked up 20 saves. So having Sergio Romo on a very cheap contract, that is a deal the Mets could have and should have made to add another experienced arm into their bullpen instead of relying on some of those taxi squad guys that we saw. So that would give you two arms right there. So instead of Familia and Diaz, we're talking Adovino and Romo. Now, with that being said, you're left with $8.5 million in the budget. And so with that money, I would have gone out and signed Marwin Gonzalez, who was another free agent that hung on for a long time 
before eventually landing with the Twins on a two-year, $21 million deal. To fit him into my budget, I would structure the contract as $8.5 million in the first year, $12.5 in the second year. Now, Gonzalez plays all over the diamond. A true utility player can play some shortstop. Could have been the Mets' backup there in a pinch. Was good at third base. He was actually worth four defensive runs saved at third base this year. Five in left field and two in right field. So a solid position player defensively at the corners. He hit 264 with a 322 on base percentage and a 414 slugging percentage with 15 home runs and 55 RBIs in 425 at-bats with the Twins. So as a guy that could have really filled that Jeff McNeil role, because I had Jeff McNeil kind of stationed at second base, to be able to play left, right, third base, wherever they needed him, Gonzalez could have been that guy. And who knows, a full season at Jeff McNeil at second base, that could have produced a lot for you defensively as he got more comfortable playing one position. So I think that works in a lot of different ways. So when it's all said and done, you're talking about JT Realmuto, Marvin Gonzalez, and Wilmer Flores as opposed to Jed Lowry, Robinson Cano, and Wilson Ramos. You're talking about younger players closer to their prime who can play both ways a lot more successfully than we saw with, really, I mean, Ramos especially behind the plate, but just overall. And then, of course, what Adovino and Romo would have given you would have definitely been better what we ended up seeing coming out of Edwin Diaz and Juris Familia. But what I will say is that going into the season, and that's why this is the hindsight offseason, I don't know which team you guys would have thought was going to be better. Because Edwin Diaz and Juris Familia would probably be considered the better duo than Adovino and an aging Sergio Romo. But that's just not how it played out. So when we come back, I'm going to talk about what this team would have looked like as my hindsight offseason comes to a close. Whether you're catching a game, a concert, or a show, Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person, earning credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app via their Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Vivid Seats helps fans find seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more, all through the Vivid Seats app. Here's how simple this is. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are then automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program and will enjoy credit back on all purchases as part of Vivid Seats Rewards. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by 100% guarantee. Guys, let's talk about sex. Remember the days you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable alternative to Viagra and Cialis with the same FDA-approved active ingredients so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you could be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no more waiting in line at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, I've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code 
MLB. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's blue, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, and faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Mets fans, the hindsight offseason is complete. So what does the roster look like on opening day? Well, you could have seen a lineup like this. Brandon Nimmo as your starting center fielder batting first. JT Realmuto batting second and catching. Michael Conforto batting third, playing right field. Pete Alonso batting cleanup, playing first. Jeff McNeil playing second, batting fifth. Marwin Gonzalez playing left field and batting 6th. Todd Frazier batting 7th, playing 3rd base. And then Ahmed Rosario batting 8th and playing shortstop. Your bench would have consisted of J.D. Davis, Dominic Smith, Wilmer Flores, Tomas Nito, and Juan Lagares. And you would have had a bullpen that would have looked like this. Adam Adovino as your closer. Seth Lugo as a setup man. Sergio Romo, Robert Gazelman, and Justin Wilson kind of playing those roles as well. And Luis Avalon with whatever taxi squad long man would have been in there. Now, what does that give you when it comes to value? Well, Adovino in 2019 was worth a 2.2 war. Romo was worth 0.6. Real Muto was worth 4.4. Gonzalez was worth 1.6. And Flores was worth 0.8. All that comes out to a war of 9.6. You compare that to the players I cut off the roster, Familia, Lowry, Cano, Ramos, and Diaz, who had a combined war of 1.1, and basically those different changes would have been worth 8.5 wins. So obviously that's a big difference. But really I think this comes down to a couple glaring issues. One, Wilson Ramos' effect behind the plate would be drastic. I don't think war is a simple enough calculation to understand the difference between having a really subpar receiver in Ramos compared to an above-average one in Real Muto. That makes a big difference for a pitching staff. Obviously, I was talking about trading for Real Muto as opposed to trading for Edwin Diaz, but having a catcher like that, someone like a Diaz, someone like a Familia, could have been more effective with a better catcher behind the plate. You really don't know how big of an impact that has on your team. So I think that would be huge. Also when it comes to Ramos, and as much as we love what he did, he had the hitting streak, he was a run producer, he had one of the better offensive seasons we've seen out of a Mets catcher since Mike Piazza. I mean, he was very good offensively in ways. But when you have a player that can't run either, all of those hits don't necessarily amount to much. Because when he got on first base, if there was no one on in front of him, you have a cement-footed guy going station to station. JT Realmuto, with his speed, he's stealing bases. That's how fast he is. So I think that alone is really the biggest part of this whole hindsight offseason that I wanted to do. 
having a player like JT Realmuto would have been a complete game changer. And being able to acquire him without giving up Conforto, Nemo, Rosario, all those players that the Marlins wanted, which the Mets didn't ultimately pull the trigger on, that would have been huge. Now, in a perfect world, you probably just hang on to Jared Kalanick and Justin Dunn. I mean, Justin Dunn could have solved the Mets' five-starter issue going into 2020 if they'd hung on to him. Kalanick looks like he's going to be a superstar. So, there was a lot of things wrong with that Mariners trade. But I think overall, my idea here is that Brody Van Wagenen did not have his priorities in order. He spent way too much time and capital acquiring players that were old and that were not going to be a positive on both sides of the ball. And that was a big issue. I mean, who knows if Jed Lowry is going to give the Mets anything and how Robinson Cano is going to age at the end of that contract. Those are players that are now blocking guys that you want us to get playing time like Jeff McNeil and J.D. Davis. I mean, McNeil's going to play every day anyway, but still, the point stands. Now, here's the one thing that I learned from doing this exercise, though, when it comes to Brody Van Wagenen. When I was trying to find some relievers with a $20 million budget in free agency, it is really hard to do. And if you looked at the people that were available in free agency, the player with the second highest war coming into free agency was Jerry's Familia. So he did what he could. And I think one thing to take from that trade and everything Birdie did is this was a guy that had a list of problems and he tried to check all the boxes of those problems. Did he do it the right way? Clearly not. But he was aggressive and he got things done when he was strapped for resources. This is always going to be a Will Pond problem. I will continue to say it until these guys sell the team. Their lack of desire to reinvest that insurance money that they've been collecting off of David Wright's contract and Yoana Cespedes' contract, when they have a fan base that is so passionate, it's, it's, a, it's really ridiculous. And so you put general managers in a bad situation when you don't give them the tools they need to succeed. And I feel like that's where Brody Van Wagenen is. And so now he's getting to a point where the bargaining chips at his disposal are getting smaller and smaller as the farm system has gotten weaker and weaker. So how is he going to address this roster going into 2020? It's something that we're going to be talking about throughout the offseason and something to keep an eye on. Thank you for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Mets. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.